0: Welcome back to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. (laughs) I'm Donnie Whiteman. I almost forgot who I was there for a second. (laughs) We are a couple Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos. We work on Broncos. We enjoy talking about Broncos from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for today is the one and only Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore your Bronco and a lot of other parts, including these amazing shirts that we're wearing. And your hat. <laughs> yes. Where are we, what are we doing today, Donnie? Well, we have, uh, we're going to talk about um,
1: what we did. We went on rides yesterday, but also um, what a Northwest Bronco looks like.
0: Yeah, very different very different. We got a couple guests coming on here in a little bit, but, uh, so Donnie, this is your first time to the Tom's off-road rock and roll event. Yeah. So uh, every year, kind of what Tom's does is they kick the event off with some pretty cool like cruises and drives and that kind of thing. Where'd you go yesterday?
1: We went to the McGrew Trail, which is a historic trail. It's how it's like a passage, how people used to get up and over the mountains to to the ocean. Yeah. So it's hard to believe as difficult as some of the the climbs were and the obstacles that wagons actually went over those. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's there's parts of that trail, I've done that a couple times, where you can still see wagon ruts in the rock. Like, there's so many wagons that have gone over that trail that it's like worn ruts into the rocks.
1: Yeah, so you think about how difficult that is. I mean, and if you see the videos of the wheeling, at one point someone said they had brought a piano over. The pass, like a grand piano. It's just <laughs> like I wonder if it was out of tune when it got <laughs> by back.
0: the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> very out of tune. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it it was a pretty pretty epic day yesterday. I got to go. Uh, we went to Crescent City, which is right on the coast. It's actually in California, um, but it's about a two-hour drive away. And uh, we got to head down there with a bunch of Broncos. And um, my dad and I went. Uh, my parents live here in Medford, and so it was fun uh, getting to ride with him. He we weren't in a Bronco. We were in a Toyota Tacoma, but we were passing everyone and I was hanging out the door filming, you know, filming all the Broncos and stuff like that. Um, so it was pretty, pretty cool. Beautiful drive, man. Like just incredible country up here. It just looks, everything looks beautiful. You know, you don't get mountains like this in Tennessee. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty up here for sure. Everything's not as green though. Everything's a lot more green in Nashville.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had referred to some of these mountains yeah. As mountains and they go no those are hills. Those are hills. <laughs> you haven't seen the mountains yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and so today what we've got we're at the uh show and shine kind of like the the primary event of the the weekend. Um and so we've got I don't know how many broncos would you say 100 150?
1: way over a hundred.
0: Yeah. Over a hundred Broncos out here, um, that we get to just look at, uh, from the main stage up here and, and, uh, look at, and, um, we spotted a, a special little something over there <laughs> just oh, a little bit ago. Someone
1: drove a Bronco
0: two someone here got just a for John. Two here. There, what, what's funny is there are like no second, third and fourth gen. Actually, I see now one in the parking lot over there. Um, but there's like none in the field, but yet someone snuck a Bronco too over here. <laughs> it, it is Tom's off road is all inclusive of every Bronco. All they love all Broncos. All Broncos are important. But yeah, so we're uh, we're hanging out here at the event. Um, we've got uh, the RC course is open. Um, you can see all the children, uh, you know, all the youngins playing on the RC course. Um, got some live music at by Adam Gabriel, navigation class. Cornhole tournament is about to start. Adult games. The adult cornhole <laughs> tournament. So if you uh, are one of the cornhole champions of the U.S., you need to be over at the cornhole tournament and uh that's going to be pretty pretty epic kids build a bronco um is coming up at 1 30 that's going to be fun uh more live music from adam gabriel uh some photo opportunities the show and shine awards it's going to be a pretty epic epic day if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you weren't here and you missed it you missed it (laughs) and uh you can't get this back okay you lost <laughs> you uh so yeah, it's gonna be a fun, fun rest of the day. And uh we're uh we're just out here. We're gonna talk to some people. Um and we had the Gala last night, the uh open house at, at Tom's off-road warehouse. What do you think of the warehouse?
1: Oh, the warehouse is enormous and the showroom's gorgeous, but there's so much product in there. I, I think they thought they were only gonna have it like half full.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's already almost full. It's crazy. It, it really is crazy. It's like definitely if you're in the Pacific Northwest, you like don't get your part delivered. Like come pick it up at the warehouse. It is worth it.
1: Yeah, it's a destination. Yeah. I yeah. think they can get probably at least – four trucks in the showroom (laughs) with all the stuff they have in there.
0: Yeah. It it looks pretty amazing for sure. Um, But be on the lookout at, uh, on Tom's off-road YouTube page for uh, Mr. Aaron's going to put together an amazing recap video of the event. And uh, so you'll want to check out all the things that we've been talking about because that's going to be a good video. I can, I can guarantee it. (laughs) I, I can't guarantee anything, but All right. Well, ready to bring our first guest up?
1: Yeah. So we've got these two amazing trucks in front of us, and I got to ride in
0: the blue one. So this one belongs to Matt Hardy from Tom's. Come on over here, Matt. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the deal with Matt. Uh, So Matt has limited us to 10 words. He's only allowed to he's only allowed to say 10 words. So Donnie and I are going to be asking him questions that are yes or no questions. And we basically get 10 questions. So use your question wisely. Uh let's see. So, Matt, you work at Tom's Off-Road, and this is your Bronco that is a 1960, 70, 70. Five,
2: yes, yes.
0: All right, I knew that. 1975 Ford Bronco, and you obviously have a 305, two 302 in it uh, with fuel injection. Uh-huh. Okay, good, good. Uh, it'll say sniper Edelbrock. Fitech fact factory oh yeah the 5 nice yeah that's good that's good um let's <laughs> do you have any questions for Matt
1: this is gonna be hard for me yeah. <laughs> he's used how many he hasn't used any words he's used yet. one
0: he said yes
1: oh okay <laughs> you did a transmission swap on this and uh you used uh, a I guess the adapter kit that you're coming out with and it's a 6r80.
2: Yes. Oh, Whoa.
0: really? The 6R, you have the 6R80 in there. That is super cool. I heard that you guys were working on that. So that, it's not out yet on the, okay. So it's not on the website yet, but you're kind of testing it?
2: In the works, yep, in the
0: works. In the works, in the works. All right. we well, we'll we'll get some more, we'll get some more words out of you. That's super cool. Like, that's probably one of my favorite things about whenever I come out to this event. You guys always have there's R and D things on your truck that it's like, wait, what, what are you doing? So tell me about that. Did you put the six R80 under there?
2: Yeah, we, we, uh, we developed the small block Ford to six R80 adapter plate, and it's a little bit different than all the other ones that are on the market now. And so about a week before Bronco Safari this year, I had time to put everything in and test it out down there. And it, it's just it's the transmission to have if you're going to do an auto swap. It's, really? Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: That's cool. And that's 6R80, so that's a six-speed, six right?
2: Six-speed, yep. And the, the the benefit of it is the first gear is quite a bit lower than any other automatic yeah. that's currently used. And so you just make the most out of whatever horsepower you're motor make so yep. my motors old and worn out and tired and it feels like a sports car with that tranny in it so so it just wakes what's up. your
0: what's your gears what axle gears 543s 543 wow and then with the 6r80 that gives you what so where's your like cruising down the freeway
2: yeah 65 to 70 is like 2200 2300
0: oh, oh wow yeah what, what size tires 35 37 37s. 37s okay so 37s with 543s 543s okay With the 6R80. Would you, is that what you would recommend or like, I know you're still testing it.
2: 513s, 543s with 37s. Yeah, it works out good. I mean, if you're in total Flatlander country, you want to lower the engine RPM a little bit, you go a little lower than that, but it's nice to have that torque to push those tires around and make it fun.
0: That's super cool. That's super cool. How was it riding in it? Oh, it was
1: amazing. So he's got, uh, it doesn't have leaf springs in the back, so he's got... Uh, Coil springs in the back It rides so nice back there I'm going to say it rides as nice In the back as my new Bronco
2: And that's another product that we're currently in development with I think what's on there is about What we're going to settle on Okay. And again, coming soon Will be that four link kit for the rear
0: And now what what, uh, what Coil springs are those?
2: Uh, They're Radflows in there right now But we've been testing with Bilstein's and Radflows Oh nice, okay Very cool
0: And that's a four link kit that you've been testing as well? Is that what you said? Correct.
2: Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So while we were on the trail, uh, I was sitting in the back seat. I sat in the front seat. I sat in the back seat, <laughs> and he's turned around. We're climbing a pretty steep grade, and the truck's all over the place. And he's turned around, looking at me, and just talking with his hands. Nobody's driving, and we're just climbing. The truck's just going right up the trail.
2: That's is awesome. that your happy place? It is. Yeah. I mean, I've had that truck for a long time, and you know, just using it as a toy, getting out. In the woods around here, and playing down in Moab and stuff, it's just you can't beat it.
0: That's awesome. It's a it's a great truck. When you see it, you recognize it. You, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's Hardy's.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. cool.
0: Well, co- thank you so much for uh no for joining problem. us. No problem. You said more than ten words. We'll we'll pay your your uh, <laughs> right. your fee. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, coming up next. You want to introduce our next guest?
1: Yeah, our next guest is Justin Barnes. I got to ride with him yesterday in his uh, Gen 6 Bronco that he built that is cyber orange, not yellow. And uh, he brought his other yellow Bronco up here, which we wanted to ask him about, not just his Bronco, but some other things in his Bronco life.
0: Yeah. Justin, I mean, I mean you look really good in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. It fits you well. It does. Yeah. It does, I mean, I feel like we should be at the beach in Hawaii with Dave and Sandy right now. That would be nice. <laughs> we just fit in. That's right. All right, so tell us what do we what are we looking at here? Uh, when'd you get this? What what have you done to it? Um, I got it. I want to say it was
3: 2015-ish. I'm not sure. Um, actually, got it from uh, Jim Schrum. Shout out to Jim. Yeah, Jim. Jim uh, hooked me up with this Bronco. Um, I was kind of bored with Broncos at at the time, and I had kind of got out of them a little bit, and Um, decided to get back into it and got this one, um, put it together the first time, had a bunch of problems with it. I said, no more, I'm done. Uh, took it home, stripped it down completely. And, uh, a year later we got what we
0: got. That's awesome. Now you, I mean, this is coil springs front and back four link front and back. Yep. Um, and that was your custom. You, you kind of figured that out, right?
3: Well, the front, the front end is, um, those are our older cage arms. Um, not a whole lot to, to do up there. Um, and then the rear end uh, is four-linked coilover, and it's actually identical to Jim's as well. We, we kind of did them about the same time. Nice. Um, it's got king coilovers all the way around. Um, but, yeah, it's all home stuff, no kit or anything like that. Yeah, that's what's, super what's cool. What's under the hood? Uh, it's an '89 Mustang 5.0. Um, I bought a, a really clean '89 uh, LX, um, super nice car, and uh, I didn't have the heart to tell the guy I just wanted it for the motor. <laughs> but um, yeah, '89 Mustang 5.0 uh, C4 and uh, an Atlas. Nice. A four three to one Atlas. Yep. So,
1: whose wheels and tires are you running?
3: That's um, the second set of wheels and tires on it so far but right now i got methods uh method
0: wheels and pro comp tires 40 inch pro comp tires nice 40s so what like uh, how do your what's your lift equal to about right now
3: maybe maybe a five and a half inch oh, yeah. you know right. roughly yeah. um there's a lot of sheet metal a lot of sheet metal trimming and you know the rockers are gone the fenders are cut up high um so, but I would say if you, if I pulled up to any five and a half inch, it'd probably be real close. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now we're, you know, we're looking at these two and you know, we, we're talking about Northwest Broncos. Like there's, there's definitely a look for the Northwest Bronco that we were talking about. What what would you say like is kind of some of the key features that you're noticing
1: well, the first thing is they wheel their Broncos, yeah. and so they are all, in a word, capable. Yes. You know, beyond capable. I mean, the stuff I saw the guys go through and the ops. We did probably four obstacles, and uh, they just climbed right out. It was really amazing. They climbed out of them, um, and then we had six gen Broncos with us too. Uh, and I actually got to ride with Justin in his six gen that he's been building. Uh, you want to tell us just a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty fun so far. Um, it's a 22, it's a Bronco base. Um, I, I ordered it and the only thing I ordered was the paint, which I had to have. I had to have the cyber orange, yep. um, the two seven and the 10 speed auto. Um, I, I had to go with a base just for price. I had to keep it economical. Um, and then I could build it up over time as I want. um, and I didn't want to have a bunch of stuff on there that I was going to take off anyway and just pay extra for. So it's better to do it the way that you want to. Um, so did you swal- solid axle swap it? <laughs> no. no <laughs> Not no, yet. No, Ford, Ford put a, I, you know, I didn't care that it was IFS. Yeah. And I didn't care that it didn't have a V8. I mean, I, I I was realistic about it. I knew that it wasn't going to. But the technology is so good now. And, uh, and Ford put so much into that, that, you know, I knew it was only gonna be a matter of time before, um, you know, aftermarket availability of, um, stuff was available and you could, you were going to be able to do a lot more with it, you know, than in stock form. So, but, uh, no, I, uh, I started building it originally with a lot of, uh, other people's takeoff parts. Um, Ryan, uh, from Kendall Uh, He hooked me up with a a Sasquatch takeoff lift. Nice. Um, uh, Some other friends gave me a set of um, the uh, Black Diamond uh, rock sliders. Um, I picked up a couple set of Black Diamond wheels. Nice. Um, It was kind of being the takeoff uh, vehicle at that time. And then then I actually had to spend some money. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I put bumpers on it, a winch. um, But I'm trying to not get too crazy with the accessories on the on the outside i want to keep it as um as stock as possible on the outside yeah kind of keep it kind of get that uh um i don't know that kind of luber look i really like that and that's what i want to kind of do with that one make it all all the suspension and uh and then storage stuff inside so that's kind of what's next is a little bit better storage options and stuff which engine do you have in that? The, two, two, seven. the two seven? Yeah, the, the two seven twin turbo.
1: So because you do, you know, crawling clearly you, you know what it's like to to reach the extremes of that. How did your new Bronco do yesterday on the McGrew Trail?
3: I thought it did good. Um, I you know, I was I was a little nervous about it at first, you know, because it is a base, it you know, open differentials and three seventy-threes and and uh, but you know I've I've taken other um, other challenging rigs up there before. And so, you know, I I knew I could do it, but i was still nothing this new. So I was kind of nervous about it, but um, it did really well. It it was smooth. um, I was comfortable and um, I just kept it in low range on some of the steeper sections just to make up for the lack of gearing. Um, The only time it really got loose on me was in, uh, you know, like gravel or, you know, any, any kind of loose material, but on the rock and stuff, it did just fine.
0: Yeah, nice.
3: He didn't trailer it and we had air conditioning. Oh, so nice. Yeah, that was that was pretty nice when the when the, the pummy dust starts up and yeah it starts getting hot. Um it was nice to roll the windows up and turn yeah. the AC on. Yeah. Um
0: and you also have I mean, I've seen you out there with your buggy. You have a yellow or a cyber orange buggy, um, that is a Bronco buggy like Bronco Shell. Yeah. So you're you're no you're no uh you're no stranger to wheeling and and uh heading up the McGrew trail and in all kinds of Broncos.
3: I I like the McGrew. It's, it's not a, it's not a hard trail. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. Uh, we used to go on a, on a run called Creek and trail for many years. Um, it could be a two, three day event depending on how you did it. Um, but for whatever reason, I just really like that area. And I always liked the trail. Um, been going up there since 1992, I think was my first Creek and trail. And, uh, like I said, there's way harder, way more challenging places, but uh, for me, it's just a, it's just a cool trail. I like doing it, and uh, it's a good place to test stuff out. And you know, like your new Bronco, you know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, cool.
3: that's cool. Yeah. And when we
1: got to the top of where we were going, it, there had been I what was the forest fire you said that came through? Oh, uh,
3: the Biscuit Fire. Yeah.
1: And when was that?
3: Oh goodness, I can't even remember when that was. Um, but it changed that area tremendously. That's what I was explaining to Donnie. It, yeah. It changed it so much. The, the trail changes every year with the weather and with usage, but the, you know, the biscuit fire, they had to get so much equipment in there that they, uh, they did a lot of earth moving and, and whatnot. And it, it changed it. I mean, it changed it for the good and the bad. Um, before you couldn't see. Yeah. Like all the sites that you saw yesterday, you wouldn't have been able to see before because you're just completely in the trees, um, But on the other hand, it made a lot of areas that were more challenging. It it made them like a regular road, and it's taken a while for some of those to kind of come back um, and be challenging again.
1: One one of the things we were in, there was this like crater up there at the top, and it was this big hole. And he
3: explained to me, Justin did that it was a fire hole, and so that's how does that? Yeah. So the they so the helicopters. um, It's a high point up there where helicopters can can dip into it with a basket, the water basket and um, get water out to, to go get the, the spots they can't get equipment or uh, people to or whatever. You know.
1: And we're going to post some pictures, but when you get to the top, all the trees, you know, they're just little needles pointing up now, and they're gray. And then the sky was beautiful. The ground now has green flowers. There's pine trees coming back up. But the contrast of everything is there's these light shades of blue and gray. Wow. It's just absolutely beautiful at the top. Even though it had experienced a fire, it it
3: is. Yeah, it is. It's come back, you know, it's regardless. Like I said, it did both good and bad. I mean, you know, I don't, nobody likes to see forest fires, but um, there is a lot of good that comes out of them, you know, out there as well. So
0: now you have a really cool kind of history with some racing stuff. Is that right? Like you've, you've done some, uh, some races and, and, uh, in not necessarily, not necessarily Broncos, but, was it Ford, uh, F one fifties?
3: Yeah. Well, I, I started racing with, uh, with some family of mine down in Southern California, got involved in that and got the, got the bug. Yeah. Um, it only takes one time getting put in a, in a truck and, um, you know, you're, you're done. Um, but anyway, then I, then I built my own 1400 truck, which is basically a sportsman truck. Okay. And I raced it a little bit, but it's, where'd you race that? Done in Barstow. Okay. I'd race it in Barstow and that area, Southern California. Yep. Uh, I also raced it in Mexico. Um, but it's real hard. It's it's really hard to do it on your own. And then living up here, it, you know, you have all the, the the driving and transport and stuff. So it, it got to be a little bit much. So I went back to just racing with family. And um, it, was a, it was the smartest thing to do because I actually get to do more. You know, I get more seat time and I get to do more and I get uh, – I was just have a lot more fun doing it, doing it that way, being part of a bigger team. Yeah.
0: And that, are you racing the 1400 or? No, I, we, I got out of that
3: and um, we had a seven unlimited truck that, that I got to be a part of a little bit. Um, but when we got involved in Nora, that yeah. was, that was where the fun really started for me. Cause I love the, uh, I love all the vintage uh, race cars and race trucks and whatnot, all, all the stuff that I, um, used to look at as a kid, yeah. you know, I'm getting to see now as, as an adult, you know.
0: So what have you raced in the Nora? Um,
3: we have, we, we do, we run a, a basically it's an unlimited, uh, it's, it's vintage class eight, which is basically, uh, unlimited truck with rear leaf springs. Okay. Um, so it's basically class eight is what we now know is what, what trophy trucks used to be. Yeah. They morph from class eight up into trophy trucks. Um, so it's a 1980 uh Ford F 150, yeah. and I was telling Donnie it uh, uh it's always been a race car its whole life. Wow, um, it was it was part of a manufacturer's challenge in 1980. Um, they had two Fords, two Dodges, two Chevys, and they were uh equally prepared type thing for this challenge down there. Um, then that truck basically changed hands many times and it it, it changed you know uh, engines and. Um, I think it did some short course racing. Um, It did uh, desert racing. It even did some uh, uh, like rally style um, racing as well. So it changed hands a lot. And um, one of our uh, good friends, uh, John Townsend, he's an old desert racer. Um, He picked it up. He bought it. And um, we started racing Nora with it. And we did okay. Um, But then we really got it. All together I mean it really started coming together and uh, so we won our class two years in a row back to back it's just a, it's just an incredible truck it's it's fun it's you know it's got a trucks got a lot of history um, we, we don't believe that it was built by stroke but it definitely was prepared
0: oh wow
3: at one time or another it was prepared by stroke it had a That's lot of cool. yeah a lot of stroke touches in it and whatnot
0: yeah
3: um, they, they definitely had their hands on it at one time or another um, and, uh, I think probably the cool, one of the coolest things was, is this last year, uh, Strope had a big display down there, huge yeah. display. I mean, just for anybody that's into the Strope stuff, this it is like was Nora, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just incredible. Some of the stuff that was there, the, their big semi and, yeah. um, a number of the race rigs and, uh, uh, Andrew Norton and, um, a lot of those guys, he, he had all his stuff there. Wow. And, um, it, it was, it was pretty incredible, but anyhow, I got to meet, um, Willie Straub and um, Joel Silverstein, his, his good buddy Joel, well, it just so happens Joel was the co-driver in our truck back what? in 1980. Wow. And he basically did the same job that I do now as a co-driver. Yeah. And uh, it was just really neat to listen to the stories and stuff you know yeah. when you know the, the truck had a bench seat. Um, <laughs> you know they'd, they'd take you know. 20 shocks down there. They take you know 20 air cleaners. Wow. Um, open face helmets. You know no cage. I mean, they, they just go for it. Yeah. And uh, listening to those guys tell their stories and stuff was really neat. But uh, just to see you know the the difference between 1980 and you know and these days that we did the same the same two guys doing the same job in the same truck and that truck is still racing. It, it was pretty. That's incre- awesome. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. I, I got a lot out of that. It was really neat meeting those two guys. They were, uh, Willie was uh, super, super down to earth and um, really neat to talk to. And, and like I said, Joel was as well. And, you know, Joel was amazed at the condition of the truck and, yeah, you know, I mean, there's not much left of it from the early days, you know, the, the cab and the sheet metal, um, but for safety reasons and stuff, a lot of the, you know, the cage is different and a yeah. lot of the other stuff is different, of course, but yeah, still neat. That's that, awesome.
1: That's got to be pretty amazing, sitting in that very same seat. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. that's got to be super special. And yep. what did it feel like when you guys got it all together
3: in one? Yeah, it's. I don't. You know, it's 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 hard to hard to say. You know, coming across the finish line. Um, it's, I don't know. Like I told you, I mean, I get goosebumps just talking about it. You know, I, I thought the start. You know, I got to start in it. Um, and the honorary grand marshal was selfish, you know, um, and, uh, you know, the, the owner operator of you know, score for 30, 40 years, whatever it was. Wow. Um, so that was pretty, pretty neat to, to sit there and get start, but coming across the finish line be able to get out of that truck and, uh, uh, you know, in Cabo and finish and I don't know, it's just a dream come true. You know, you got, a uh, you know, just Joe regular guy, Joe, nobody, And I got to get involved with this sport and, uh, you know, just working hard and, and putting the time in. And, uh, you know, I got to cross the finish line at the, at the Nora 1000, you know, it was, it was pretty neat.
0: That's cool. But
3: Nora is a great race and it's, it's very, very spectator friendly compared to most desert races. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much to see, especially for the guys that, that are really into the vintage stuff. Um, it's just, there's, there's, there's too much. You won't see it all. That's how much stuff is down yeah. there. That's cool. Well, how can people uh, find you on social media? Uh, Northwest off-roader, all one word. Um, and Justin Barnes on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's been it. But cool. I, uh, I want to make sure, uh, you know, I, these, the one thing we didn't talk about is these, these things don't happen without, um, you know, a good crew, good friends. Yeah. And um, none of the stuff that I do, I mean, and even our racing. And you know, I was telling Donnie, it, you know, we had failure after failure after failure, and then when the right people get together and the right people doing the right jobs and stuff, it starts clicking, and that's when we started winning. Um, but but these Broncos are the same way, you know. Um, like I said, Jim has helped me out a ton. You know, Jim's a, like a Bronto, Bronco yeah. mentor type guy, yeah. Um, and uh, he's helped me a ton. Dan Carr helped me with the wiring. Um uh, you know, Tom's with uh, you know, bumpers and uh you know, I was always able to call up some of the guys and you know get info when I needed it from time to time. Right. Um mm-hmm. Gordon Bailey, uh, he's helped me. Um of course, you know, family's helped me out with, you know, all the connections at Solo Motorsports and whatnot. Um, you know, my wife letting me do it and you know, not making too big a deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh no, it's just I couldn't this thing happened in a year, but it didn't happen by myself. It happened with all my friends and and family and stuff. So nice. I, I have to I cannot yeah. not thank them. You know, that would yeah. be that would be just wrong. Yeah. So
0: well, awesome, Justin. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We have one more uh guest that we're gonna bring on up here. Derek from Blanco Broncos coming thank up. Thank you guys. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the ride. Thanks, I man. had fun yesterday. Yes, it was good.
1: I didn't tell you that yesterday I was riding with him and then Joe and Shelly said, do you want to, I went back to their truck to get my water and they said, do you want to drive the yellow Bronco like her race Bronco? I said, yes. And then Justin's like, I left him at the altar. You know, he's <laughs> like, well, where the hell did he go? You
2: know? Like, why'd
0: you I leave felt, me? I still feel bad about that. Yeah. Come on over here, Derek. What's going on, man? (laughs) Oh, not too much. (laughs) All right, you got to get close to the mic. All right. So, this is Derek. He is uh, Blanco Bronco on uh, YouTube and Instagram. Um, Derek was the one who was helping us. If you saw our live uh, uh, episode where we gifted or where Tom's gifted, uh, Dave and Sandy that um, huge check to get to get their Bronco to Hawaii and have some fun in Hawaii. Um, but you are pretty new to the whole Bronco space. We are, yeah. and you've just kind of <laughs> jumped in with both feet,
4: head first, everything
0: we got. <laughs> yeah. So. so talk about that. I mean, two years ago or a year ago, A year ago,
4: yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we're kind of new into the Bronco world. My wife, uh, when we were starting dating in high school, has a 1984 Bronco too.
0: Oh you nope, guys, guys feel on yeah, that. This is why she doesn't talk to you. There's one
4: so, out there. I mean, so, you know, afterwards we can, you know, figure that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she had that and we just kinda ever since then loved the Bronco. And when the new one came out, we just knew we had to have it. Within that, we got the new Bronco and We were living in Spokane at the time and we wanted to go do something and we reached out to a local event that was going on and we're new, you know, so we didn't want to show up and look like the guys out there not knowing what we're doing. So send out an email and it's basically the best thing we ever did because the next response we got was from one of my best friends now that is doing this and they're still developing the club up in Spokane, the Inland Northwest Bronco Club and so... From that day on, we didn't stop. And he's the one that got me set up with uh, my early Bronco, and now we just picked up more parts for it. And so it's an addiction. Yeah, Yeah. Within YouTube, we do install videos and we go out and play. I'm not scared of hurting the new Bronco. To me, it's just a vehicle. I love it, but we're gonna use the heck out of it. And don't look too close at it because the body's damaged. And you know, but my boys, I got three small boys, and they absolutely love going out and the sand dunes. That's our favorite place to go. Nice. That that gets them giggling really good in the back. Yeah. So
0: now, now talk about that. I think that's interesting. You reached out to your local Bronco club. What made you think to do that? Like.
4: Well, I just knew there was somebody that knew more than me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like I say, I wanted to go out and, you know, the buddy system's always good. Don't ever go out alone because when you do, that's when real bad stuff happens. So, yeah. But it just, you know, blew open the door to such a big community that we didn't even realize. So... In fact, at that first event, we kind of invited ourselves down here with a couple guys and uh, to Tom's last year, and nice. that's where we were able to meet Dave and Sandy. And from then, it's just been all uphill from there, and we're gonna keep climbing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so.
0: so, where have you in the last year taken your Bronco?
4: Oh, golf! We've been all over. <laughs> we, we've owned it a year, had exactly a year, and I just rolled 35,000 miles on it. So, we we go everywhere. Anytime yeah. there's an event coming up, my wife, she's really good about keeping up on where they're at and scheduling them nice, right, tight, close to where we can, you know, hit multiples on our way. So, Oh, I think one of our favorite places was down. We went to Wheeling for a Cause that Bronkbuster Buster puts on. Yeah. And that was in Mason, Texas. Yep. That Wheeling down there was awesome. Contempsy rocks. Yeah, Contempsy oh. is awesome. In fact, the next Wheeling for a Cause is in October and we're okay. going down there and it's going to be even more fun. We know yeah. what we're doing now, so we're going to hit it harder.
0: Contempsie <laughs> so. is one of my favorite wheeling spots. Like it has some of the most amazing obstacles has slick rock, which is super sticky rock. And it's all in like this compact little area. Like I love Moab because it's beautiful, but Moab, it's like you have to drive four miles to the next obstacle and then drive for, you know, it's like, but contemptually, it's like, hey, you just finished this obstacle. Well, now you're on the next one already. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. It's
4: just this maze of trails just intertwined together. And you can jump from trail to trail. And all yeah. of a sudden, you're in a real sticky spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't they have the
4: best names, too? Isn't oh, yeah. that the yes. one that has smoking? <laughs> smoking
0: butthole. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it is a awesome place to wheel. So, yeah. yeah, we'll be back down there hopefully soon enough. Nice.
1: <laughs> now, you also take your family and do, like, overlanding with yep. your truck,
4: too? You can't? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we got a rooftop tent, and that thing's definitely paid for itself. And my wife and I, we got a good system on how to set it up and take it down <laughs> real quick because when you're rooftop tenting it, you can't move the vehicle with it up. So hurry yeah. and shut the thing and head on to the next spot. So
0: That's awesome, man. All right, so favorite memory so far that you've made in the Bronco?
4: Oh, there's so many to choose from. How do I add I know. <sighs> You know, uh, honestly, I truly probably have to start with Dave and Sandy because hitting all 50 states, I mean, I know they've got a Baja Bronco, and this probably won't make sense to many people, but the value of that vehicle is insane.
0: Yes.
4: But to me, it's Dave and Sandy's Bronco. You yeah. know, that that's what I see when I see it, the history that they've done with it. And, you know, it's keep it going you know it's one of those that the value of that vehicle that's where it's at for me and i think that goes for any bronco you know i sit and look at mine and quarter panels beat up and i'm missing paint and i've gone through two sets of skid plates now and every scratch is a memory and you know they don't have to be pretty to go out and play (laughs) so
0: for sure now uh so you said you have an early bronco yes just one
4: one and then like half a one. Nice. So we got a 68 Bronco, and we call it Rusty because it's really rusty. It needs about every panel on it. But, in fact, this weekend we're picking up some parts, so that'll get that project nice. rolling again. Nice. But it runs, drives, and has a title, so it exists. But in your guys' definition, it was a cheap Bronco, so oh, yeah. it's yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Now, which one is your wife's?
4: Uh, the Bronco too. Yeah, she she loves the Broncos. You still too. have it? We have it. Oh, yeah, man. nice. We're we're gonna be doing a build with it, and so it's it's not going anywhere. Her her dad bought it, and it's not gonna. Nice. It'll be in our family forever. So
0: that's cool. <laughs> I, I really do. I like the Broncos. <laughs> I think we always give them a hard time, but yeah. I I I think they're super fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You bring your wife on up here. Let her say I know. <laughs> come on up here. So how, I mean, how is it, how, like the last year, how has the last year been for you? You are the mom, you know, for men, it's like, honey, uh, the kids need help. right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yep. It's been a dream. I love it. I am
4: not one for sitting around and sitting still. And for a long time he was like, can you, can you settle? And I'm like, no, we're going, we're <laughs> doing right. stuff. We're seeing things. So I'm, I'm living the dream. Nice. I'm stoked to have met everybody that we've met and done the things that we've we've done.
0: Well, what are, what are the future? What's the future plans here?
4: Keep going. I mean, I want to hit all 50 states. Yeah. I think that's next on my list. Yeah.
0: Hitting all 50. Yeah.
4: We've been to a lot. I mean, last year, I'm I 13. The, okay. Yeah. So we're yeah. there. We're getting there.
0: Yeah. And how old are your boys?
4: They are. Two, four, and six almost. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. They're doing it with us. Stack them in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, the Bronco only holds three, all right? So. <laughs> yeah. No more. That's where we're yeah. stopping. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. So, That's right. Make that yes. phone call. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, good, man. Well, thank you guys so much for, for being a part. And, uh, um, like, I think what what happened with Dave and Sandy earlier today was so cool. And you guys were so instrumental in and making that happen and i know that they will forever be changed and it's a it's a really cool story so thank you guys for what you've already been doing in the bronco community
4: (laughs) well we appreciate you guys allowing us to use the Broncast to be able to you know get them in here and get them telling the story because i know dave said it a lot of times but now hopefully way more of you actually get to follow along and (laughs) It's just, it's inspiring, you know, especially 50 years of marriage. You know, yeah. nowadays people almost view it as a game, which is unfortunate, but it takes two. And Dave and Sandy are awesome, second yeah. to none. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for uh, listening. Make sure to uh, follow us, check it out. Follow Blanco Bronco on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, all of it. All of it. <laughs> all of it. All of it. They've, they've got Twitters and. Yeah, no, not Twitter, not Twitter, <laughs> no, no, Twitter. Twitter. He yeah, oh, yeah, that. All right, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the broadcast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off Road, for all your Gen One and Gen Six Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.